The biggest spectacle in Muppet Fake Sports. The height of hype. Hello once again, everyone. Welcome to the 2018 Muppet Madness Tournament. We are finally here, finally ready to set the stage for all the big games. <sighs> With my trusty co-host, my very good friend and compatriot, Mr. J.D. Hansel from MuppetHub.com. Hey, J.D. Hey, Steve. How are you, my trusty companion trait. I, I couldn't think of a better word right on the spot, so I just went with that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, How you doing, hey. Steve? Oh my gosh, I am so excited about this. Here we are after, well, a year off because, well, we have the 2016 election. Uncle Deadly, our 2016 elected Muppet president, well, he gave us the year off for 2017, but here Ooh. we are back again yes. for 2018 in a classic one-on-one -on -one matchup all the way down the brackets. Uh, we got some great Muppet characters. Some of them you know, some of them you might know less of. Some of those obscure ones you might know very well, like JD and I. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about all those coming up right now. That's right. Steve and I are obscure Muppets you may not know much about. Uh, I'm actually performed, as you uh, might be surprised to hear, by Matt Vogel. <gasps> What? No way. I'm also performed by Matt Vogel. That's so crazy. Wait right? a minute. He's, well, Wait a minute. If what, Matt Vogel's what? your Muppet performer, yeah. who's your tailor? I love that outfit. Uh, I am actually wearing Uncle by Deadly. <gasps> Me too. What an amazing oh, wow, coincidence. That's weird. Wow. That's weird. That, that line has, has really gone places in the last couple years. And there's so, a third uh, coincidence here. A third thing we have in common. Oh? You say you're very excited for this tournament. I am. I am literally exploding with excitement for this tournament. Like, this... Literally? This, yes, I just exploded fire out of my behind. That's what happens. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, in that case... That's, that's the particular form in which uh, I explode, just because of my diet. If I ate better, I would explode in far more attractive ways. But that is to say that I am a real geek about this tournament. Like, Steve, Steve's been running it the whole time. Um, so Steve, you know, he likes the Muppet Madness tournament, but he's always... I enjoy it. Right. You've always been on the uh, administrative end, whereas I started on the fan side. So for me, whenever we get this thing going again, it's like, you know, little 14-year-old JD is like, the Muppet Madness Tournament, yay, it's my favorite thing. Like, he just gets all excited again, and I get all bubbly. <laughs> well, that's, that's true. I have no experience of what it's like to just be a player on this, but yeah. I'm strangely okay with that. I love playing this, and I love uh, what we've been able to do with setting up these characters, and of course I love recording the podcasts about it. So I am just filled with so much joy and excitement right now, you guys don't even understand. You can't understand unless you're players, um, which you are players. Which they all are. So you completely understand. It's only Steve who doesn't get it. So take that, Steve. Okay. <laughs> well, that's fine. Well, that's fewer Cheetos for you, so less exploding. <laughs> and for everyone else listening along... Make sure to keep up with the latest at MuppetTournament.com. That's where you can vote every six hours in round one. And uh, also do make sure to keep up with the latest over at MuppetHub.com. That's right, Muppet Hub, where the Muppetational comes together. Aw. It was so nice of the Muppetational to, to come together just to make my website. Because the Muppetational does not often come together, but they, but they sure do for the Muppet Madness Tournament. 
which we are going to get into right here. By the way, if you have any comments or questions about the Muppets, the Muppet Madness Tournament, or just about anything else, you can email well both of us. I'm going to give mine first. Me, M-E, at MuppetCast.com. That email is still up and operational, and uh, I still get emails on it every once in a while. So you can reach me there. You can reach me at MuppetCast on Twitter and Instagram. And we should also definitely mention Keep Up With The Muppet Madness Tournament on all forms of social media at Muppets2018. JD, where can we find you? First of all, I would like to say great job getting that Twitter handle. I'm always impressed by the way you get these lovely Twitter handles for the tournament. So you can reach, I think, either of us, but mostly Steve, if you have comments about the tournament um, over on that Twitter feed. If you'd like to talk yes, to me... do tweet the tournament. Tweet the tournament early and often. Sorry to interrupt you there, but I just had to get that in. It's all right. I am totally used to you interrupting me, uh, including interrupting my sleep schedule. I so don't know what you're talking about, JD. Good. That's just so weird. I know. Hi, everyone. I'm JD Hansel from MuppetHub.com, and you can email me, M-E, at MuppetHub.com, where the Muppetational comes together. And with that, are you ready? Did you want me to say more? No, 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 no. I'm just giving a little bit of a pause there. So. Okay. Are, are, are you ready for round one? Boy, am I. Are you ready to get this tournament started? Boy, am I. Well then, boy, I guess we better get started. Let's get to round one. All right. Now, starting with the brackets for round one, we have three different uh, I was going to say quadrants, but you can't because there's three. But uh, if we had a fourth, it'd be a square. We have a triangle. We have three sides of a bracket that we're going to go through. All of these are one-on-one -on -one matches. Very simple to go through and vote at MuppetTournament.com. Now, if you look at the website, you'll see that we list some of the more mainstream characters first. And that's because, uh, well, if you don't necessarily know all the really obscure characters... Uh, you might not want to get down into voting for those, and that's okay, too. We just want you to have fun. We want, we want you to vote for whichever characters you want to vote for. If that's Kermit the Frog and nobody else, hey, Kermit's your frog. Go for it. If you want to vote for everyone and sound off once every six hours for every single character, we love that, too. Go crazy. We want you to have fun with us, so we're just going to start up in the left-hand corner of the brackets, and that means we're going to start with uh, two of my actual favorite obscure characters. Uh, that is Robin the Frog, Kermit's little nephew Robin, versus from Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Who else but Emmett Otter? How dare you call these characters obscure? These are some of the most beloved Jerry Nelson characters. That being I understand said, that, yes. I, I understand what you mean, though. These are not, these are not you know, Kermit, Fozzie, Miss Piggy, Cookie Monster. It's not, it's not that. This is, this is Robin and Emmett. These are the people who are... They may not be the ones up at the forefront in the limelight, but they are near and dear to our hearts, and that's what makes this such a painful bracket, uh, which is part of what I like about it. Uh, of course, the other thing that makes this so interesting is the fact that these are both Jerry Nelson characters. They're both children played by Jerry Nelson with fairly similar voices, similar personalities, and a similar sweetness to them. So these are both very similar, but different, endearing characters who... Uh, well, this one might tear your heart apart, folks. Well, and speaking of tearing your heart apart, we kind of did that on purpose, right? I mean, yeah. let's not let, let's not uh, kid ourselves. You and I set up this bracket, and it's kind of painful in some of these matchups. It's true. So, like we we really think a lot about what's going to make for the most dramatic game for you guys. 
And so this is a pretty good example of that, I think. One of the times when the tournament is particularly dramatic and emotionally uh, involving our players so that it's maybe a little more painful for you, but in a way, pain is part of the fun of MuppetHub.com productions, I think. Well, and it's definitely the fun part of the Muppet Madness tournament because you look at some of these and you go, oh, gosh, how am I even going to pick? And Mm -hmm. uh, I I think... And you and I, and we should for anyone who's new to the Muppet Madness tournament and certainly to these podcasts, uh, JD and I are going to go through and pick our winners in each round. And then for the next podcast, we'll be back once we have all the results to see how we did and make predictions for the next round. And uh, you can play right along with us there. Th- these are our votes right here, and they shouldn't influence yours. But, uh, you know, hey, we set these up because we want to play this too, and we're going to pick our winners. So, JD... Uh, for this first matchup between Robin the Frog and Emmett Otter, who are you going to pick for this one? Boy, I've really had a hard time deciding on this particular bracket. I'm going to say, as much as people love Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, I think that more people around Christmas time watch Muppet Christmas Carol, which is probably when Robin had his biggest part. I think that's oh, what he's man, best remembered for. Oh, man, we put Emmett for. Otter against Tiny Tim, didn't we? We did. Oh, I didn't even realize that. We did. Well, I did because I'm the devious one who came up with... Oh, did I come you up, led I, me I, into I, this. I came up with nearly all of these matches this time, right? It's my fault? You actually... Yeah, you put most of these together, and I, I think I might have trimmed a little bit and made some suggestions, but yeah, this is mostly your fault here. Yeah. Yeah. So, on the one hand, my apologies. On the other hand, ha, 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 ha. So... I'm going to say because more people have had exposure to Robin, I wager, they're going to go with Robin. I think he's going to be the winner. All right. Uh, I, being the musician, am going to go with Emmett Otter because uh, it's all about music for me. And it's just that that's uh, always the easy pick. So okay. there's that one. So we, we are opposed on that one. We'll see who wins next time, next episode. Uh, up next. Okay, so if you're a fan of Labyrinth or The Dark Crystal, if you like those movies... Well, we only really gave you one matchup in this whole game, and this is it. So it's Fizzgig, which is from the Dark Crystal, and is Kira's fuzzy little pet uh, thing. Um, he's like a little fuzzball with very, very sharp teeth, versus the Valiant, the Gallant, the dastardly Sir Didymus from Labyrinth. He rode the dog named Ambrosia and helped Sarah... Ambrosius. Oh. Ambrosius. Ambrosia is my favorite, uh, isn't that an apple? It's one of my favorite apples, I think. I thought it was just the band that recorded those uh, sappy 80s songs. Oh, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Didymus doesn't ride a band. He rides a dog, and uh, that is, in fact, his name. But (laughs) Be uh, careful, Steve. There could be kids listening to this show. Woo! Yeah. So, I think uh, for this matchup... I feel like I'm kind of voting for the movie more than the character in Mm. this instance, but uh, because I like Labyrinth better, I'm going to go ahead and vote for Didymus in this one. Well, is that who you're voting for, or is that who you're predicting? That's who I'm predicting and who I'm voting for. Why would I vote for who I'm not predicting to win, JD? That doesn't make any sense. I do it all the time. Well, you're weird. I will very often vote for the underdog, because everybody loves the underdog, and that's why I'm actually going to vote for Fizzgig this time. But there's a dog under Didymus. Why aren't you? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Sorry, just had to <laughs> had to throw that in. Yeah, I think that because Fizzgig is well remembered as an adorable fuzzball, 
I think he's got a better chance. I mean, it would be sort of like putting Didymus up against a minion. You'd think no one would want to vote for a minion. You'd think we'd all be sick of them, but no, the cuteness factor is still going to somehow get it votes. So what I'm expecting is that Fizzgig, even if people generally like Labyrinth more, and maybe they do, I'm not sure, um, I, I think that Fizzgig's going to win this one. Okay, all right, we shall see. Moving on, let's uh, let's work up a little bit. So let's go down to Uncle Traveling Matt from Fraggle Rock versus Junior Gorg. Now, this is not the first Fraggle versus Gorg matchup we've ever had. I don't even know if it's the first time that Uncle Traveling Matt has faced off against Junior, but, uh, you know, I always root for the Fraggles in this one, so I'm just, my heart says Matt. Okay, so... This is a tricky one because I just looked up some of the data because I like to keep charts recording all of the Muppet Madness history because I'm a nerd. Um, And it looks like neither of these two characters has ever made it past round one before. Uh, Junior Gorg has not been in this tournament since 2010. So one of them is about to make history. (laughs) Yeah, one of them is about to make history. Junior Gorg has not been in this tournament since 2010. So this is a big comeback for him. We haven't seen him in a long time in the tournament. Uh, So it's possible that just because, well, he's been away longer, Junior will get more support. We've never seen Uncle Traveling Matt versus Junior Gorg. Last time, I believe Junior was going up against Sprocket, which may have been, uh, well, which may have made things a little bit rough for him since Sprocket actually made it all the way to the final four and was very much a contender for winning. So now that we have Junior in here in a different situation in which he's not up against Sprocket, it's very difficult to say what's going to happen. That being said... I think because Uncle Traveling Matt is more of a main character who always had to be there in every episode and every, you know, people remember the Gorgs as a species, but everyone remembers Uncle Traveling Matt as a character. So I think that Matt's going to take this one. I'm with you on this, Steve. All right. Wow. We're, we're in agreement. Is that the first one we're in agreement on? Uh, it's not that amazing since it is the third one we're talking about. But yes, that's our first agreement. All right. I'm amazed that when we agree on anything. So it's true. All right, still keeping in uh, kind of the minor leagues here from Sam and Friends, Yorick, the uh, purple-headed, uh, he's not a monster, he's he's kind of from the early days of Jim Henson's creations where Muppets were just kind of things. Yeah. They were sort of uh, amorphous. Uh, Kermit was even a thing. He wasn't even a frog back in the day in the ni- 1955 days of Sam and Friends. So Yorick representing uh, some of the old school there versus... Possibly even older school. I don't have my uh, my history dates in front of me, but from the old Jim Henson commercials, Wilkins and Wonkins, those two characters, kind of like Bert and Ernie. One of them is positive, a little. The other was a little more negative. Wilkins will drink Wilkins coffee and wants everyone else to drink it. Wonkins uh, won't and usually gets blown up or maimed or some other awful thing that we thought was hilarious in the 1950s for some reason. Well, it was Cold War anxiety. We were just itching to see somebody get blown up as long as it wasn't us. That's what it was. We needed an outlet. Yeah. We needed something, right? We needed an okay. outlet, right. Would you like to go first? Uh, I will. And, uh, you know, I, I like Sam and Friends. I don't love it, but uh, I like it. However, I love me some Wilkins and Wonkins. I've never had Wilkins coffee. I'm, it, it's still out there. If anyone has like an airtight, air-sealed can of Wilkins coffee that might somehow still be good and not horribly stale, I'll, I'll drink it. I'm, I'll, I'll take the challenge. But uh, right now, today, I will take Wilkins and Wonkins over York. Yeah, I, I'm with you here. This is another character we've brought back who we haven't seen since, I think, year one of the tournament. So I think we're reaching back eight years <laughs> through Muppet Madness history. 
Last time, Wilkins and Wonkins were up against the Lachoy Dragon, and, uh, well, he beat them. Uh, but now that we've got him up against the Salmon Friends character, I think people are going to be happy that Yorick is here, not so inclined to vote for him. So it's pretty clear to me Wilkins and Wonkins easily take this one. Yeah, it's kind of the thing. Like, it's cool that a Salmon Friends character made it in, like specifically this character, but yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I think we're right on that. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe mm-hmm. fans could vote. Could Fans could prove us completely wrong wouldn't be the first time i mean they won't in this case but they could no they, they, they could you're right but they won't they won't all right moving into the middle leagues here uh got a couple good matchups oh this is tough this is a tough one scooter versus walter uh scooter the the faithful gopher for kermit the frog from the old muppet show days always always there with what's needed always calling someone onto the stage you know 15 seconds to curtain mr hansel all that kind of thing uh, versus just the sweetest guy you'd ever meet. He wanted to to meet the Muppets in the movie called The Muppets, and he wasn't in the TV show called The Muppets, but he still loves The Muppets, and he's kind of a Muppet now. Walter the Muppet, I guess. I don't know what you would what else you would call him. But uh, Scooter the Gopher versus Walter the Muppet. I want to know what who you're going to pick first, J.D. So I will be voting for Walter, as always. I love Walter. That being said, he's a tricky character. You can never know what he's, to expect from him. And here's he's why. He's slippery. Yeah. In 2012, this was the first tournament you did after the uh, 2011 Muppet movie, he was in the championship round. It was him versus Kermit. Walter very nearly won the whole tournament. And it was close. It I remember, was close. I remember that night of the championship. I was sitting in front of my laptop until 12.01 a.m. the next day because the votes kept coming in and it was... We, we actually, I think that was the year that we created two championship graphics, one for each character, because we just didn't know who was going to win until it was completely over. No, that you did that for the 2011 tournament, because it was also very nearly a tie up until midnight with Super Grover and Statler and Waldorf. Oh, that's right. Yeah, a like, lot of the- It was so gosh. close. It was the same yeah. thing in 2013 with Ralph and the Couch. You've, it's, it's a lot of late nights yeah, in this tournament, It's a lot gosh. of late nights. <laughs> uh, what's our, what time zone are we doing for this, Steve? Wouldn't the listeners like to know what time- what, are you going by the standard New York time that it's always been, or are you doing midnight California time? Nope, nope. We are, it's this this tournament was created in Eastern time, and it now and shall forever be rooted in Eastern time. So the cutoff times are New York time, midnight New York. Okay. Is, uh, when this thing, mi- midnight Manhattan? How's that? All right. Now, thank you for clarifying that. Sorry for the distraction. All that I wanted to point out is that. While we've always expected, based on how well he did in 2012, Walter to be a contender for future years, by 2013, he couldn't make it past round one. In 2015, he couldn't make it past round one. So I suspect this is going to be another year in which somehow Walter, who had his shot in 2012 and was a frickin' giant then, I don't think Walter is going to make it this time. I think that as much as I will be voting for Walter, Scooter's going to take it. Which is why I'm taking Scooter. In this matchup, yes. You always but, vote uh, for the bully, the one who's going to kill the good guy. And why wouldn't I? At least I know I'm betting on a winning horse there, right? True. All right, moving on to Gobo versus Doc and Sprocket, a matchup that we could argue took place in every single episode of Fraggle Rock. That's true. It's the age-old struggle between Fraggle and Dog. And man. Th- this is th- this. These are real battles. These yes. are real battles we're fighting here. Uh, Gobo tended to win just about every matchup, so I'm going to go ahead and vote for Gobo in this case. 
I'm going to say that because this is the first time we've ever paired Doc and Sprocket, and in the past Sprocket has actually in some cases been a really viable character in his own right, in, in some cases he's actually been stronger than Gobo, almost running away with the tournament in, in uh, the 2010 year, I think because we've paired Doc and Sprocket now and we've got the two of them and people remember uh, Doc very fondly, by the way, Doc is our only human in this tournament, um, but we we'll, we paired him with a Muppet to justify it. I think because it's a pair, Doc and Sprocket will take this over Gobo. I think, I, I don't know, you, you definitely have a chance there. It's just uh, because... Doc by himself would not do it. Sprocket, even though he's done very, he's done well in some past tournaments, um, and, you know, Gobo historically has not done well, but I don't know, maybe maybe this is the year for Gobo to at least, he's he's not going to win. I don't, I don't see Gobo walking away from the tournament this year, but he's at least going to beat out Doc and Sprocket. I just, I, I've got, I've got a little bit of faith and a little bit of hope in this guy. For what it's worth, Gobo has climbed up over the years. In the first tournament, 2010, he lost in round one, but when we brought him back in 2013, he made it to round two. 2016, made it to round three. So it's possible that this time he'll just keep on going. Maybe so. Maybe so. Time will tell. In fact, uh, we'll know within uh, a week. All right. It's time to start round two, so we'll see who's right on that. Okay, moving on to the major leagues in the first bracket. Let's start off with Rolf the Dog versus Bunsen Honeydew and his loyal assistant, Beaker. Ooh, this one's tough. And it's, it's, oh. it's, for me, it's not a tough vote. For me, it's easily Rolf. But I think what makes this tough to predict is the fact that you and I will be voting for Ralph the Dog because we're the really big we fans. We will both be, yes. We're yes. the, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to, uh, didn't no, no, mean no, to assume is... anything for you, Steve, except for the most I, hey, obvious vote I'm, on your R- part Rolf's of the whole my tournament. Muppet. Right. Ralph's my guy and everything, yeah. I know. So I think that us really big fans are going to be voting for the dog. Um, that's how big fans usually are. But casual fans, they remember Beaker much better. So what I expect is that this matchup depends on what crowd we get. If this turns out to be another big Muppet Madness tournament year when, I don't know, some little news articles are being written about us and shared around the interwebs and we've got thousands of people making the pilgrimage to MuppetTournament.com to express their feelings and opinions like people do on the internet. Um, If? What do you mean if? Yeah, I know. But I think if we get more of the casual fans who say, oh yeah, I like the Muppets, then it's going to be Beaker. Um, if we get more of the diehard fans, it's going to be Ralph. So I'm going to go ahead and say, you know what? Darn it, in spite of Ralph's previous success, I think Beaker takes this one. I wow. think we're going to have enough casual fans showing up this time. If we market this right, Steve, so this is on you to not market this right so that Ralph can win. Um, but if we market right, this... Right, let's r- hope Facebook doesn't change all their algorithms <laughs> on us while we're in the middle of putting this out. Yeah. But if we get enough of the casual fans, Beaker will take it. Okay. All right. Uh, and then the uh, the big kahuna. Hold on. The... Your prediction is that... Oh, Rolf. Absolutely. Yeah. Your prediction is that yeah. Rolf will win. Just wanted yeah. to get so, that so in. So you're... Hold on. So you're predicting Bunsen and Beaker. Uh-huh. Okay. So I'm I'm still predicting Rolf. Even though we're both voting for Rolf, I'm actually willing to put my money where my vote is. I'm just a pessimist. So I'm assuming everything will go the way I don't want it to. Okay. Yeah, by the way, folks, if you're brand new to the tournament and to Muppet Fan Podcast, and this is your first time hearing J.D. Hansel, go and listen to some of the other shows, and you'll see what he's talking about. <laughs> but, <laughs> but in any case, this is the main matchup for the first bracket, the big kahuna, Kermit Ooh. the Frog versus Animal the Drummer for the Electric Mayhem. Animal the Animal. 
Animal the animal. I mean, that's all you got to say, right? And he's like Madonna. He just needs one word. So uh, this one, I, you know, my heart says that this is an easy matchup and that Kermit takes this, which is my prediction. But then again, Muppet fans, you can never predict what they're going to do and who they're going to pick. So it could easily go either way. We've had Kermit in tournaments in past years, and we've thought he's going to breeze through past this guy or this gal, and he just didn't. He some some tournaments he didn't make it very far at all, and then one tournament he won the whole thing. So Kermit could really go either way, and I know fans love Animal too. What do you think? I think that this is just a strategic thing uh, for our future podcasts. This is purely between uh, purely personal between you and me, Steve. But because I've already given a vote, assuming a lot of casual fans. Um, I'm not inclined to say that just because people, when they hear Muppets, go, ANIMAL! I, I, I'm I'm going to cover my butt here and give myself the uh, safer option of saying that Kermit the Frog, the choice of the really big fans, is going to take this one, if only because I think that will also be the draw for a lot of the casual fans as well. Kermit's one of those characters who, I think unlike Ralph, he plays very well to either camp. So in future rounds... I expect Kermit's going to have a harder time because he's going to be up against the uh, the favorites of the Uber fans. But for this first round, I'm going to say Kermit's going to take this one. All right. We'll see what happens. And we'll see you guys back in just a little bit to go over the second bracket. Now, notice we haven't even gotten into any Sesame Street matchups yet. And there are some other old Henson shows that uh, we haven't even gotten into. Bear in the Big Blue House. We've talked a little bit about Fraggle Rock. And we've got some more mainstream Muppets for you, too. So stick around. We'll be right back with the second bracket. Hello, I'm Thomas. Hello, I'm Ethan. And we're Thomas and Ethan of Thomas and Ethan's Voices of British Persons. We're a couple of impressionists from England with one mission. Providing great British voices. That's our business. If you need a voice that sounds like a British person, we can provide that voice. We can sound like lots of different British people. Don't believe us? Here's John Cleese. Hi, I'm John Cleese. They can sound like lots of different British people. Just kidding. That wasn't John Cleese. It was Ethan. Yes, it was, but don't take our word for it. Here's Elton John. Hi, I'm Elton John. That wasn't John Cleese. It was Ethan. Elton John is another one of the voices we'd like to do. He's pretty groovy. Is he groovy? Let's confirm that. Here's Julie Andrews. Hi, I'm Julie Andrews. He's pretty groovy. Some of our other voices include Michael Caine. Hi, I'm Michael Caine. Sir Patrick Stewart. Hi, I'm Sir Patrick Stewart. The Rolling Stones. Hi, I'm the Rolling Stones. I own her CLE. Wait a minute, Ethan. Are you sure she's British? No, that's right. She's famously from Somalia. And I think the Netherlands is where she lives now. That's a little different. Yes, it is. Here's Edgar Wright. Hi, I'm Edgar Wright. That's a little different. Yes, it is. Here's the end of the commercial. Hi, I'm Ethan. And I'm Thomas. And we're Thomas and Ethan's Voices for British Persons. Visit our website at www.gov.uk. Hi, I'm Emma Watson. No, we're done with that bit now, Ethan. Oh. Welcome back to part two of round one of the official 2018 Muppet Madness Tournament. Thanks for coming. (laughs) Now I'm going to do that every time we come back from anything. Oh, no. All right. Well, now I'm going to hold you to that. Now you have to do that. Oh, no. All right. So let's get into into some more of these matchups here. Going to start back on the... uh, If you look at MuppetTournament.com, you can click up at the top of the page... For the official round one bracket, which shows all the matchups that we're going through right now. And by the way, if you're just listening to the podcast and haven't been to the website, uh, or if you've 
been to the website and haven't listened to the podcast yet, in which case you won't even hear what I'm saying, you really do need both parts of this to make this as much fun as humanly possible. JD and I put a lot of work into developing both the podcast and the websites and just setting up these matchups. Uh, we do it all just so you guys can have a lot of fun with your favorite Muppet characters, just like uh, like we like doing. So in any case, let's get back into these matchups. Part two of the bracket, round one, here we go. Let's talk about Sesame Street. Uh, JD, just off the top of your head, I'm going I'm to see if you can read my mind here. Who, are, who do you think are the top two favorite Sesame characters that I'm thinking about right now? The top two favorite Sesame Street characters? How about, yeah, how about top two favorite Sesame Street characters that I might be thinking about right now? Oh, golly. Well, Steve, if I know you, surely you're thinking about Harvey Kneeslapper and Red Anything Muppet. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Unfortunately, neither of those two characters are in the tournament this year. We're going to start off with Mr. Snuffleupagus, Big Bird's once imaginary and eventually turned real elephantine friend versus the worrisome Telly Monster. Sorry, uh, what, what, what was that? What was the first one's name again? Mr. Aloysius Snuffleupagus. Ah, that's where you're I wrong. I know his first name. I know his first name. No, you messed up his last name. Snuffleupagus? You were saying it with too many F sounds. It's Snuffleupagus with a P. Oh, it must have come through weird on the microphone or something like that. But oh, I know I know Snuffy, all right? I, okay. I can, pronounce, I'll trust I can you. pronounce Snuffy up there with the best of them. I'll trust that you I, you are very I familiar can, with snuffing, yes? I can, I can spin around... And stand on my head and still say Aloysius Snuffleupagus. All right. Well, well, what can I say? You snuffed me. All right. All right. Please continue. Uh, this is, uh, I wouldn't call these two characters obscure. No. But they're, in fact, they're really well known. I mean, we grew up watching these characters on Sesame Street, right? So uh, as far as who fans are going to vote for, I think that is such a toss up in this one. And if, I've, if I have to pick a favorite, and for this podcast I do, uh, I'm gonna have to go with Telly Monster. So and I came, I came this close to saying Snuffy, but I, 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 my brain told me to say Telly. I'm gonna say Telly. Well, hey, when the spirit says sing, you gotta sing, and when the spirit sing. says vote Telly, apparently you gotta vote Telly. You um, do. That's it's it's all a part of a new religion we're building around Sesame Street Muppets. Um, oh no, <laughs> it's it's all right. It's a very peaceful religion, except hey, when it comes LA. to Anything playing the tournament. Here, so. When yeah. it comes to playing the Muppet Madness tournament, that's when the religion turns violent. Um, oh god! But yeah, we specifically paired these two up because it was mean. Because it is sort of a toss up, and they're yeah, again both, they're, we we have the control here, so we can be mean, and so this is what you get, folks. Right? They're Marty Robinson characters, so we're putting the Marty fans against themselves, which is mean. And we love that because we love being mean. Which is honestly what Telly does, right? Telly really turns in on himself quite a bit. <laughs> so so this is me, very fitting. You it did is, a good job with this. Yeah. Uh, why, thank you, Steve. And you've done a great job of uh, predicting the wrong character, the one who is not going to win. Congratulations. Oh. It's clear to me that Snuffy has this one in the bag. Wow. You think I, so? I... Oh, yeah, there is no question in my mind, in part based on statistics I have from previous years. And even though Telly hasn't been in that much, um, but but we do know that Snuffy, people love their Snuffy. I think people are more nostalgic about Snuffy. And I'm thinking that the nostalgia is going to take him to the top. That being said, All right. I also know that listeners of my podcast love to make me suffer. 
So it's possible that because I said this, they're all going to vote Telly just to be mean to me. And that's entirely possible. That is entirely possible. I'll yes. stay with Snuffy. All right. So I say Telly, you say Snuffy. Telly. Snuffy. snuffy. Um, next, let's move on to uh, Bear in the Big Blue House versus Baby Bear from Sesame Street, Telly's uh, best friend. So once Telly wins round one, perhaps Baby Bear can join him as his fellow winner because he's going to beat out Bear in the Big Blue House. So this is an interesting one because you almost didn't want to include Bear in the tournament thinking that he wasn't a strong enough character. But he's been in a lot of tournaments, though. He's only been in two. He has only been in two tournaments. In really? the In the uh, one, two, three, four, five, six previous times we've done this tournament, he's only wow. been in twice. But he's stuck in your brain, Steve. He made you think he was there more because each time he made it to the final four. And remember, in, in, oh, in the wow. first year, in 2010, the first time he did the Muppet Madness tournament, there was no final two. The final four was the championship round. So yeah. he, he almost won. Isn't that crazy? So that is Bear, crazy. Bear has a good track record. He's got a good, strong chance here. And I'm inclined to say that he's going to beat Baby Bear. But the thing is, I don't have statistics about Baby Bear. Why? Because, ladies and gentlemen, let us all give a warm welcome to Baby Bear in his first ever Muppet Madness tournament. It's his first time here. Aren't we so proud? It's about time we got more David Rudman in here. So it's so nice to finally have Baby Bear here. I mean, I, let's face it, I'm a lot younger than everyone. So I actually grew up with my Baby Bear. Well, you're older than I am. That's true, but I'm also a lot younger than you at the same time. Sorry, folks, that's another running gag. We're actually older <laughs> than each other. It's but, true. Yeah. Um, but, but Baby Bear, I remember fondly. So I think that could get, uh, he could get some nostalgia points there, but I remember Bear at least as fondly as Baby Bear. So as much as I love Baby Bear, uh, I'm going to give this one to Bear. All right. All right. Well, either way, a bear is going to win that one. That's true. That's the first uh, time we've ever had uh, bears against each other. Bear versus bear. That's I think it's right. the first time. Who's your vote, Steve? Uh, I, I said Baby Bear. Oh, okay. Because, because I want, in the next round, I want Telly to have to face off against Baby Bear. Because, right. again... I, I, I like the painful aspect of the tournament. Uh -huh. I just do. All right, moving on. Keeping in the minor leagues, uh, but, oh, a character so near and dear to my little heart. Bean Bunny versus, going back to Bear in the Big Blue House, Tutter. Bean versus Tutter. Uh, this is not a contest for me because uh, my, my heart blinds me to any and all thought and reason about anything else. Say what you might about growing up with Bear in the Big Blue House, JD. I shall be deaf to your reason because I am voting for Bean Bunny. So, about that. Bean Bunny has been in the tournament before. Not as much as I thought, actually. For some reason, I had it in my head that he's been in a number of times because I know you love him very much, so you like it when Bean's in there. Um, I love it when Bean's in there. He's he's never made it past round one, Steve. I ha I hate to tell you this, but Bean's actually I, not You, you don't have to tell me. I know. I okay. know. Okay, yeah. but, but let's... It's okay. Let's... Bear in mind that Bear in the Big Blue House has not had a lot of its characters in the tournament before. This is the first time that any character from Bear in the Big Blue House, except Bear, has been in the tournament. So welcome, Tutter. Glad you're here. Um, yay! Uh, and so I think that uh, Tutter's going to get a lot of nostalgia as well. I think that he's got a really good chance here. I think because of how he was so much of the comic relief... I mean, a, uh, a lot of the characters were funny, but he was so much of the comedy on Bear in the Big Blue House with his holy provolone, all that stuff. 
Uh, and because I think we all kind of related to Tutter at times, in a way that I don't relate to Bean Bunny as much, to be perfectly honest. Um, That's okay. It's okay. I, I think that I think that he's uh, before your time. He is a little bit before my time. Um, but I think that Tutter actually stands a really good chance here. So I'm going to say Tutter. Okay. All right. Uh, so we'll see who's right on that one next week. Moving on to the last one in the minor leagues for the second bracket. Uh, we went, uh, we had a little bit of fun with, uh, another Fraggle Rock matchup. The Doozers, which I think everyone knows who the Doozers are, versus the Ink Spots, which you might actually not know who the Ink Spots are because they're these little, these little tiny creatures that you saw all over Fraggle Rock, but no one ever talked to any of them or interacted with them or no one even said what they were called. I don't even think I knew what these were called until I looked them up on the Muppet Wiki and saw the name Ink Spots as the as the title. So this is definitely one you if you're listening to this right now, go to MuppetTournament.com, click on the item at the top so you can see the big image and scroll down to the bottom right hand corner. You can see what an ink spot looks like and go, oh those guys. Oh well I don't like them as much. I'm going to pick the Doozers, which is exactly what I'm going to do. It's exactly who I think is going to win next week. So the Doozers have been in this tournament before. The Doozers in 2011 made it all the way to round two. So I think it's very possible that they will make it to round two again. Uh, but while the Ink Spots have never been in the tournament before, and while they are so obscure that even Michael Frith has gotten their name wrong before... Um, and I'm, he created them. And he pretty much created them, more or less, yeah. from what I can tell. From what I know, just from what I know, please don't, please don't yell at me if I'm wrong about that. Again, this is very obscure Fraggle Rock facts that we shouldn't have to know. But I think that because it's such a surprise that the Ink Spots are there, and because only the really big diehard fans are going to care about this match anyway, I think the Ink Spots are going to take this. All right. Okay. All right. I, I have no explanation for why you would pick them, other than your your rather lengthy and, and reason filled one there. But uh, <laughs> I just don't know. It's my way. But for your reason, I think you have no reason for picking them. Anyways, moving on to the mid leagues of the second bracket for round one. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk crime and punishment. Let's talk crime and justice. Let's talk Constantine versus Sam the American Eagle, an international thief versus an American. Uh, well, the American authority. Who do you think on this one, JD? So I love Constantine. And I wish yeah. Const I wish Constantine would win. And I think if this was an earlier year, uh, Constantine would have it. I think if this was like 2015, it would be an easy time for Constantine. But he has struggled in the past, um, and a lot of people love their Sam Eagle. So I think that much much like with Walter, Constantine had his chance. That's kind of fizzled out. So I think people are going to go for Sam this time. I personally will be mostly, if not entirely, voting for Constantine. But I think it's going to go in the way of Sam. I think it's going to go to Sam, too. Um, I think a lot of fans... Uh, I mean, let's face it. M Constantine was in one Muppet movie that didn't do all that well, and he's only had very limited exposure. So, uh, that yeah, being I, I said, think... That being said, a vote for mm. Constantine is a vote for Matt Vogel's Kermit the Frog. So if you want to be supportive of Matt, vote Constantine. Are you sure about that? No, I'm really? not sure about that. I was just trying to say something that would get more votes for Constantine because oh, okay. I love Constantine. All right. That's all, all it was. Right. Okay. Uh, so we'll see uh, what happens when Sam wins next week. Moving but, you on. Know, speaking uh, <laughs> of Matt Vogel characters, we yes. all should love and vote for. Segway, 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 Steve. Oh, well, let's talk about 
well, I could say two years ago, the winner of the great Muppet election of 2016 and still current Muppet president because no one has unseated him, Uncle Deadly, President Uncle Deadly, excuse me, versus, uh, well, the Swedish chef who's... Uh, now, first of all, what country is Uncle Deadly the president of besides Muppets? So uh, are, is this an international face-off is, I guess, what I'm asking? Uh, Uncle Deadly is the president of Tinker D, um, but he also mm. owns some property uh, in actually Sesame Place. It's a oh. feud he's got going on with this with the people that own Bush Gardens. It's been going on for ages. Yeah. Lots and lots of gunfights. It gets very mm-hmm. violent. So, uh, given that, I'm you on know that I'm dark Swedish note. Chef. I, no, no, no. I, I was just thinking about you know who do I really like in this, and I I love Uncle Deadly's character. I thought he was fantastic. I thought he was one of the saving graces of the uh, ABC Muppet Show a couple years ago. Uh, how that. That being said, his appearances in the Muppet Thought of the Week, I don't know if that's enough to carry him as a popular character with the fans versus the classic popularity of the Swedish chef. Uh, I'm just going to have to go chef on this. So as a voter, I'm probably going to go back and forth between them because I love these characters so much. But I'm going to say because Uncle Deadly just had his time, he just got his victory and he got it at exactly the right time. I think people were voting for Deadly trying to vote really for the ABC show. Um, I'm going to say that now fans are going to say, all right, Uncle Deadly, that was fun. We're going to vote for the Swedish chef because him we've kind of always loved. No offense. And now, the Muppet vote of the week. All right. (laughs) All right. Uh, Moving on to the major leagues for this bracket. Let's uh, let's go here first. Let's go to Big Bird from Sesame Street versus Ernie and Bert. So Bird versus Bert and Ernie. Wow. Uh, you know what? You go first. Who do, who do you like? This is this is tough. I'm always stumped here because this is the first time that we put Bert and Ernie together since the 2010 tournament, and that's because when we did that, they ran away with the tournament. So we thought it yeah. was unfair to pair them. We made them too much of a juggernaut. But I'm going to say that even if the casual fans try to vote for Ernie and Bert to win again, uh, I think the diehard fans who don't want the same result as last time are going to restrain them. So I don't expect Ernie and Bert to run away with the tournament. Um, I just can't tell whether or not they're going to beat Big Bird. So uh, here's what we're going to do, Steve. You're going to pick one, and then I'm going to say the same one, so that there's no chance of of you being right and me being wrong, because I can't tell who's going to win this. All right, then I'm going to say Ernie and Bert on this one. I will say that they will win this as well. All right. Do you, now, do you say Ernie and Bert or Bert and Ernie? I say... Because I kind of go back and forth. Yeah, I go back and forth. I, I always switch it up. I think my default is Ernie and Bert. Um, but I understand why people, because of the way it rolls off the tongue, prefer Bert and Ernie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a duo whose name is not ambiguous in the order is our final major league matchup for this bracket. Statler Waldorf and, and Statler. Waldorf. Oh, stop. <laughs> Statler and Waldorf, the two old guys from the balcony in the Muppet Show versus the comedian that they heckled mercilessly for five years in the Muppet Theater. That's right. Fozzie Bear. Bear. Bear Fozzie. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, Sorry. 
Couldn't Don't resist. make this a thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, but Statler and Waldorf have done very well in years past. Uh, Fozzie, not so much, even That's though I true. love me some Fozzie. Uh, well, I I remember seeing uh, some either some Final Four graphics or maybe even some champion brackets around Statler and Waldorf, and I don't remember such graphics around Fozzie Bear. So because of their history, and you have more of the stats in front of you, so I'm going to go with Statler and Waldorf. This is a difficult one to judge because if you look back to the last time when Statler and Waldorf nearly won the tournament, you'll notice they did so well that we just didn't let them into the tournament again. So we don't have a lot of records from Statler and Waldorf. We have a lot of records from Fozzie, but they are all over the place. Fozzie made it to round three in year one. Uh, he died in round one in 2011, but that's when he was bare on patrol, so it's hard to say whether or not we can count that. 2012, he was uh, he was out in round two, again in 2015, but then in 2016, somehow, he kept beating all the other characters, and in spite of what I thought, he made it all the way to the championship round. He made it to the top. How did the, I not remember that? Yes, if if memory serves me, the way that the very end of the last the 2016 tournament went down was it was Uncle Deadly with Gloria Estefan versus Fozzie Bear with uh, his vice president Beauregard. You know what? You're absolutely right. Meaning wow. that President Steve, Deadly must have wiped my memory on that. Yeah, meaning that Steve, you're wrong because if memory serves, that was actually kind of a close one. So Fozzie Bear actually stands a chance. Wow. Actually stands a chance of running away with this tournament. And that's kind of mind-blowing to me, but I'm going to say that against all odds, Fozzie's going to take this over Sattler and Waldorf. Yeah, well, oh, okay. All right. So that is one of the tight matches of this first round, no doubt about it. Wow. This is such an unbelievable, spiritually moving event, Steve. Always is, right? I think it's time for us to take a moment now to reflect on what we've heard and on the prophecies Steve and I have spoken of the future. And by that, I mean, I think it's time for a commercial break, don't you, Steve? I think that's exactly what it's time for. We'll see you on the other side of this. tournament. In 2016, Uncle Deadly became the Muppet President from the Muppet Madness Tournament, which is the official election process in a few small Muppet countries. Deadly's first action as Muppet President was to implement an executive order banning the Muppet Madness Tournament. While this prevented a tournament in 2017, the order was eventually ruled unconstitutional by a Congress of Twiddlebugs, giving us this year's 2018 Muppet Madness Tournament. (gasps) This concludes our lesson in Muppet Madness history. (gasps) Good day. All right, here we are for part three of the round one brackets. This, uh, now, th- there's a lot of characters that <laughs> we're just not going to get to this year. 
Every time, JD, really. <laughs> There's a lot of characters we're not going to get to this year because we only have so many slots. I think we have exactly 48 slots open for characters in this tournament this year. Some years there are more. Some years there's a lot more. Sometimes there's only like 16. So you can go, actually... That's never happened. Okay, then there's 32. Because if you go out to the Muppet Wiki, you can look up the Muppet Madness tournament on the Muppet Wiki and see really the entire history for all past years. You can see a lot of winners' graphics and brackets, and someone did a great job. There's some Muppet Madness historian out there who's done a bang-up job of keeping track of everything that's happened with this tournament over the years. Any case, let's get to more of the characters. Some of the well, some of the big ones we haven't mentioned yet. I think we're about to. But let's start in the minor leagues here with uh, oh, one of my absolute oh, wow, two of my favorites from Sesame Street. Arguably three. Arguably three. Sherlock Hemlock, the world's greatest detective, versus the two-headed monster. So it is a three-headed contest here. But uh, the two-headed monster, a very, very strong character because he's got two heads. Sherlock, with his incredible brain power, solving mysteries left and right and reminding us that X marks the spot in one of the classic Sesame songs. Uh, And I am going to pick Sherlock Hemlock. I don't know if he's going to win, but I'm going to vote for him. And I'm going to pick him as the winner. So this is a really tough one for me. It's a tough call. I'm not entirely sure who I would vote for. Okay, I'd probably vote for Sherlock Hemlock because of a computer game I grew up with. But still, I think this is a tough one. It's a tough call for the fans. The two-headed monster has actually had some success in the past. I think that he's a contender, and they say two heads are better than one. That being said, just because they say that doesn't mean it's true. I mean, heck. How come the Parker brothers are now dead and owned by Hasbro? So there you go. I think that it's probably safest for me in this in this difficult matchup to just go ahead and follow Steve and say it's it's probably going to be Sherlock Hemlock. That's my prediction. All right. So two Sherlocks. And uh, moving on, let's talk about another Sesame Street character, kind of a newer one, but I think she's been in the tournament before, uh, Abby Cadabby versus another Muppet character who has pretty much the exact same hairstyle, Red Fraggle. So Abby versus Red. Uh, One character, very classic, all the way back from the 80s in Fraggle Rock. Another one, practically brand new by comparison, although already very popular among the Sesame Street kids. And so I think we're going to go more nostalgia with this one. Uh, So I'm just going to have to go say Red Fraggle. Yeah, I think I'm mm, mm. Sorry, eating an oatmeal cream pie. Sorry about that. Oh, oh. I, I got to have my junk food, man. It's oh, it's my man. diet. You know, I'm, I'm on a very strict diet that is not actually a health diet. It's just whatever I happen to like eating. Um, hmm. This one's not a difficult one for me. For me, it's very clearly red because Abby has never made it past round one. Actually, I think this was one of the times when you said that we should put this character in here. And it was not my idea, and I was a little bit reluctant. But Abby is here, and I'm kind of glad because she's a good character. Uh, the little kids watching Sesame Street seem to like Abby Cadabby an awful lot. Um, but she doesn't have the spunk that Red has. She has some spunk, but not the spunk that Red has. Red has. And the numbers show that Red has the capacity to make it all the way to the final five or final four. or What is it this time? Final three or four, something like that. Something um, like that, yeah. We'll figure out how this thing ends when we get closer to the end, 
right, Steve? Yeah, there, there's a plan, right? There's, yeah. There's, there's totally a plan. No, I just thought it'd be really funny to put two characters that have the exact same hairstyle together. Pretty much. So that's where this one comes from. Yep. All right, we both say red on that we one, both so say that's going to be... I, I think, And I think we're right. I think she's probably going to sweep that one. All right, staying in the minor leagues, moving over to the right side of the bottom bracket on the image. Let's talk about oh, two great Muppet duos, Sal Manella and Johnny Fiamma versus Andy and Randy Pig, Miss Piggy's nephews, Andy and Randy. Uh, you know, as much as I do love Andy and Randy, and I do, well, okay, I, I like Randy Pig. Mm-hmm. Let's, we, yeah. we don't need to talk about Andy at all, no. really. No, 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 no. Uh, but uh, as much as I do enjoy those two characters, I love Salmonella and Johnny Fiamma, especially Johnny. He's just, he's, a, he's the quintessential performer. He's got everything. What more could you want than Johnny Fiamma, the showman, the master of ceremonies? It's Sal and Johnny all the way on this one. Now, for what it's worth, listeners... I wanted it to read Johnny and Sal like it always oh, does. This on. isn't an Ernie and Bert, Bert and Ernie scenario. This is a Statler and Waldorf scenario. By the way, how come... That's a good, how a come, good uh, way to look at it. Yeah. How come all of our duos get ampersands in this graphic except Statler and Waldorf? They're just Statler-Waldorf. Uh, proofreading, pretty much. You didn't see it? Okay. Yeah, Sorry. That yeah, should, that's I okay. should have caught it for you, but it'll do. Nah, it's okay. It's a, it's a, hey, free tournament, right? Yeah, that's right. This yeah. is free. <laughs> we, there you go. our best excuse. This is free. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. yeah. So the name's a little weird, but this is not Salmonella and Johnny Fiamma. It is Johnny Fiamma and Salmonella. And look, I know that Randy's a really strong character, so I'd like to give him the vote. Sure. And And I'd also like to predict this for him. But the problem is he's really weighed down by Andy. I think that that's going to be... Uh, the the real factor here is are the fans are the voters going to be able to tolerate the fact come to terms with the fact that they're also giving to vote an Andy or yeah that they're also giving a vote to Andy when all they're trying to do is vote for the, the good character in the duo Randy I just right I know like can they get past Andy that's that's the question yeah yeah I'm gonna say no I'm going to say that again as much as I want to give my support to Randy just when I look at myself in the mirror and say, JD, yeah, JD. What I find myself saying is I can't get past that Andy problem. So I'm going Johnny and Sal as my prediction and as my vote. Okay. All right. And I think we're right on that one. Mm -hmm. I think the fans will see that uh, Andy does not need to. I mean, it's it's the price you pay for being Andy, I guess. So, all right. Now, moving on. Staying in the minor leagues. However, I'm not even kidding about this one. This is the matchup that I wanted to make when we started having the conversations of, hey, let's put together a 2018 Muppet Madness tournament. This is the matchup that I wanted. I am so not even exaggerating about this. Mm -hmm. My One of my absolute favorite Muppet characters of all time ever in all of eternity, Don Music, the character who very possibly started me playing piano as a little kid, and, and I still play also to this ga- day. And also gave you headaches? Also gave me tons of headaches, because, you know, and I, I remembered this, and they mentioned this in, in the Muppet Guys Talking documentary that just came out with Frank Oz. Uh, Don Music was a great character, but they had to stop putting him in the show because kids were slamming their heads into pianos, like me. That probably explains a couple things, too, but never mind about that now. 
Don Music versus America's Game Show host, Guy Smiley. Uh, See, I, this... <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to say Don Music versus the incompetent guys, because that also would have been true. Well, that is also a very apt description of that character. However, that being said, both of those things, all of those things being said, my vote, my pick is absolutely Don Music. And I could see, uh, I know he's probably not going to win, but I love Don. And I just, do me a favor, guys, give Don a couple votes this week. Well, this is another one of those matchups in which I'm probably going to be voting a little bit for either of them because I love them both very much. I'll back and I'll, I'll switch back and forth like a very bad, bad voter. Now, I think my... It's people like you that mess this whole thing up, it's JD. It's true. You know, I'm, I, that's, I'm kidding. But. That's the problem is I'm very often the bleeding heart altruist here who tries to... St- sort of socialize things and even everybody out um but well, i don't you love know, an underdog some, some, you said you love I, the underdog, love the yeah. underdog. and so that could be the problem here so I'll, I'll vote for both it's hard to say how this one's going to go guy smiley i think has been in the tournament once before to my memory and wasn't much of, actually has he let me double check on that one i really i think perhaps we've put guy in there before yes i don't think don's ever been in there yeah guy smiley was here in 2011 didn't make it past round one not as strong of a character as i thought he would be don music never been in the tournament before this is his first time welcome don music yay okay um and and so it's it's very difficult to say uh i i will say that i think initially i was considering doing um uh, Guy Smiley versus another character who's never been in the tournament before, uh, Convincing John, um, because they're such similar characters and they're both gym characters. Yes, that's but true. Yeah. Somehow, weirdly, this one is almost more of a dramatic matchup. Probably well, it the, is. They have the exact same face. Right. They have the I same mean, face. That's what it is. You look at the graphic and like it's it's this is the same guy looking at me twice. That's yeah. what this is. But the personalities are kind of different to some extent. They're both very completely eccentric. different. Yeah. No, they're both yeah. very eccentric, very over the top. But beyond but in that, very yes, different ways. Very different. Yes. Don Music is very flamboyant and artistic and creative, whereas you know the other guy's he, he's a game show host. He's he's manic and and crazy in a different way. So I'm going to say, as tough as it is, that people are going to have an easier time remembering Guy Smiley than they are Don Music, um, just because. I keep pronouncing it that way for some reason. Just because, let me talk like a real American, um, and not like one of my professors. That's right, being American. Just because uh, people have been able to see Guy Smiley more. Because he, unlike Don Music, didn't get kicked off of Sesame Street a million years ago. So Guy Smiley's been around longer. He's had more time. He's had more influence. So people are going to remember Guy. So Guy's going to win. All right. You say Guy Smiley. We'll see what happens next week. Uh, moving into the middle leagues of this bracket, uh, let's stick with Sesame and let's, uh, I wouldn't call these characters obscure, but you probably don't know them by their name. You know them by sight. And so this is going to be a little hard for a podcast, which is why you go to MuppetTournament.com and look at this stuff. But, uh, the Yip Yips, also known as the Martians, those little characters that floated down from the ceiling and yip, 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 uh-huh, uh-huh, those guys, those guys versus the honkers from Sesame Street. And both of these characters are so much fun that it's it's hard to pick one, but uh, I am going to pick one, and I'm going to go with the yip-yips on this. Really? Yeah, yeah, yip-yips all the way. So one thing that you have to keep in mind there, Steve. Yip, indeed. One thing that you have to keep in mind there, Steve, is that 
the honkers have gotten a bit more time uh, on television and in the Sesame Place theme park. If you go to Sesame Place, you can you can get your picture with a honker because they're considered one of the key fundamental Sesame Street species. Yeah, that's right. Yip yips are considered less fundamental to Sesame lore, so to speak. So I think because of the honker's status and because they were featured in the honker ducky dinger jamboree, which is notably not the yip yip ducky dinger doodly do. Um, Duly noted. I, I think that uh, I think that. Er, reluctantly, I'm giving it to the honkers. All right, all right. Hey, didn't we uh, when, when we went to Sesame Place all those years ago? You was it you or me that got a picture with the honker? At least one of us, if not both of us, it, got a picture with yeah. the honker. I seem to remember it was you, but probably me. Fun, no, I, I, fun I yeah, trip, Sesame Place. I, yeah. I definitely got one, but you may have also gotten one as well. I'm not sure how they would do a yip yip costume. Like, yeah, that would what just would be you weird. Do how there? would you do? I mean. Maybe I guess, two of those little strands could be legs. I I, I don't know. I no, don't know. it wouldn't be a costumed character. It would be a drone. They stick the costume over a drone, oh, and it yeah, just that's, floats around. Oh, that's the future, right? That yeah, yep, 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 oh, yep, 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 yep. Uh huh. Oh, boom, boom, and it crashes into Hooper's store. <laughs> Tragedy struck. There's the JD Hansel. Today. I was waiting for JD Hansel to show up. There he is. There's my guy. All right. Hey, let's move on to. Uh, Okay, now this we oh put this as a middle league kind of matchup, but I really think this could have been a major league easily because it's yeah. going to be a hard, hard decision between Oscar the Grouch versus the Count of all people. The, the Count who has done very well. I believe Oscar's done really well. JD, what does the data say? So, this is weird. This is a difficult one. And here's why. Oscar has never been a super-duper strong character. Um, Oscar's made it to round two once before, and he's made it to round three once before. That's good. That's not that bad. The Count, by contrast, usually loses in round one. That's kind of the norm for the Count. He doesn't normally make it to round two. Except in 2013... I was going to say, there's one big exception When he nearly won the tournament. He came yeah. really close. He was like, what? That two, was the Count's two, year for some reason. He was uh, not just for some reason. This wasn't random. This, this was the tournament right after the passing of Jerry Nelson. So people were voting for Jerry Nelson. The Count probably should have won. Um, but someone mustered up just enough extra support for Ralph. I'm not going to point any fingers, but it was J.D. Hansel, that son of a gun. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so Ralph ended up winning that time. But regardless, uh, the Count still doesn't have as good of a track record consistently as you would think. That was sort of his one chance to make it or not, and he came close, but he didn't quite do it. So this one could go either way. It is not clear at all from the data who the winner is. I'm going to say that... Oi, wait, did you have a prediction, Steve? Because I'm inclined to just go with you. I'm afraid. I'm going to go count. I'm going count all the way on You're this. You're going count? Yep. In that case... Count the votes. This guy wins. But um bum You know what? Because you made that great punt, I'm going to go with you and say the count wins, but I think it's going to be close. It is going to be close. It is. But uh, yeah, I think the count pulls that one out. All right. Uh, moving on to the final two matchups in the big leagues for the third bracket for round one here. Wow, that's a lot to say. <laughs> for the 2018, for the 2018 Muppet, Muppet Madness, Madness Tournament, tournament at MuppetTournament.com, Muppet hosted yeah. by MuppetHub.com, where the Muppetational <laughs> comes together. 
Brought to you by uh, Steve Swanson and J.D. Hansel. Hosted by Steve Swanson and J.D. Hansel. Steve located Swanson of <laughs> and Fan Press. Located in the United States of America, planet Earth, planet Earth. <laughs> the galaxy, the universe, the mind of God. <laughs> let's, and we're uh, done. let's get weird. Let's look up uh, Gonzo the Great, or the Great Gonzo, however you want to say that, versus the incomparable Miss Piggy. Uh, Gonzo, uh, had, I think he has found love and happiness with Camilla now these days, but there was a time when he was hot on the heels of Miss Piggy, as well documented in seasons one, two, and three of The Muppet Show, which, if you ask some DVD distributors, are the only seasons of The Muppet Show. Wow. Uh, J.D., what say you on this one? Gonzo is a really strong character in a way that Miss Piggy from what I can tell, really kind of is I don't think she's done terribly well in recent tournaments, whereas Gonzo has done extremely well before. Yeah, so you'd think that Miss Piggy, being one of the main characters who we all know and who has made us laugh many times, would be strong. But I think a lot of the casual fans have it in their head, and maybe even some of the bigger fans too, eek, uh, that she's just a mean person. And a lot of people don't seem to get all the complexity there, the pain, all that good stuff. So, yeah, Miss Piggy normally doesn't make it past round one. Gonzo, in 2010, he lost in round one, but the fan support for him was so strong that he got resurrected and came back in the championship. Like, Gonzo doesn't die. That's why no, we... That's this why weirdo does not die. We rarely let him into the tournament at this point because he's such a strong character. He, he made completely it, takes it away. He made it all the way to round three in 2012, he won in 2015, and that's not even counting how well he has also done as Darth Nader. That's right, he's such a big personality that we've split him up in the tournament before, so there have been some times when you could vote for Gonzo or for Darth Nader. So, yeah. Yeah, that was a weird one, yeah. Gonzo has a history of he's being... He's a former champion. A, yeah. He's a returning champion, He has right? a history of being an absolute destroyer of this. He's one of the returning yeah. winners. Miss Piggy doesn't have that history, and I'm almost wondering if people, purely out of fear that Gonzo will run away with the tournament again, will just vote for Miss Piggy to try to stop Gonzo. That's the only thing I can think of being Miss Piggy's advantage. That being said, I'm still going to say that uh, Gonzo's going to take this one. Yeah, I have no faith that anyone is going to stand in Gonzo's way on this matchup, so Gonzo all the way. Okay, wow. All right. Well, you know... Speaking of very successful blue characters... Yes, indeed. Two very successful blue characters. Let's end the whole thing blue here. The final matchup for this bracket of round one in the Muppet Madness Tournament. In the mind Planet of God. Earth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, these are two juggernauts. Let's talk about Cookie Monster versus Grover. This... I said Grover very ominously. Yeah. He's actually not ominous. He's very <laughs> cute and lovable and adorable and, and sweet and innocent. But but he is also someone who can just run roughshod over other characters in this tournament. Yeah. So about Grover, we all think he's a really strong character because of that one time when he, you know, won when he was Super Grover. <laughs> You know, he, he just won one year. That, that, he just, that's all there he is. He just beat every other character in the he tournament. He just beat every once, other character. All. That's all. First of all, that was way back in 2011. Secondly, okay. uh, every other time he's struggled to make it 
to round. He's never made it to round three apart from that. So once and technically he won as Super Grover, correct? Yeah, it was Super Grover who won, not regular. But, I mean, Grover. it's still Grover, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So really, Grover himself, after he's already had his victory, probably doesn't have that much in him. Now let's take a turn over to the stats for Cookie Monster. Let oh, go, the most popular Sesame character on social media. Let's not forget. Yeah. Steve and I have joked about this. Just about every year we say it's going to be Cookie Monster's year, but, like, he's really had it coming this time. Like, I think it's really his time because uh, 2010 made it all the way to round three, but couldn't quite make it to round four. And round four is normally, like, one of the big ones, if not the big one. It's normally, like, the final four for us, so it's a big deal to make it to round four. Made it to round three, didn't make it to round four. 2011 comes back as Alistair Cookie. Makes it to round three. Didn't make it to round four. 2013 comes back and makes it to round three. Didn't make it to round four. 2015, somehow he didn't make it past round one. I think we put him up against another character that was doing really well and had a good chance of winning someone who we really wanted to win in 2015 yeah, for whatever reason yeah. or another. Not sure what happened there. Not sure why he lost in round one. But hey, Grover's lost in round one before as well. Then there's 2016 when he made it to the final five and I thought he was going to run away with the tournament. So I expect that this is going to be the year when Cookie Monster wins the whole darn thing. I'm not making that my official prediction right now, but for now I'm saying that my official prediction for this matchup is Cookie Monster, even though it's going to be tough, it could be a close one. Cookie Monster is going to take this one over Grover. Yeah, Cookie's been knocking on this door for a long, long time, and you're right, it might be Cookie's year. We'll find out. All right, I think I am also saying Cookie Monster. And that wraps up our predictions for round one of the 2018 Muppet Madness Tournament. So we're going to be very interested to watch how you vote this week. Uh, you can vote again every six hours. Just come right back to the website. Everything will be reloaded. You can see voting stats, results all the way through. This tournament is completely open. It's all run by you guys, the fans. We have now done our job. We have set up the game board. The pieces are in place. It's time for you guys to come out and vote your heart, vote your favorite, and do what JD does. Just completely flip-flop. Vote for whoever you want. Do it as many times as you want. Yeah! Uh, you... <laughs> you guys control the outcome on this, so go nuts. Have fun. And interact with us on social media. We're out there all the time. We're going to keep posting everything, keeping the feeds warm, and communicating with you guys, seeing how you feel about the tournament. Tell us. Let us know what you like. We are at Muppets 2018, everywhere you look. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, okay, not everywhere you look, because those are the three that we actually have set up. Uh, and then right here on this podcast. Email us. Let us know what you think about it. Uh, and you know what? In past years, all right, some of you guys haven't been around for very long. One of my favorite things that people have done in past years is people make their own Muppet fan art in support of their favorite characters in this tournament. Some of those are out on the Muppet Wiki page for the Muppet Madness Tournament page. You can search those out for yourself. But if you are artistically inclined or otherwise inclined, and I'm certainly not artistic, but I can make a Photoshop graphic or two, then you can make some graphics in support of your favorite characters, and we'd love to see those. So tweet those to us. Put them on our Facebook page. Uh, you can reach me... M-E is my email, me at MuppetCast.com. And J.D., where can we reach you? You can reach me, M-E, at MuppetCast.com. That's not right. That's my email address. I know, but that way nobody bothers me. Oh, no, well, that's, a, that's a good strategy. That's a good strategy <laughs> there, yeah. If you'd like to reach me, uh, you'll find me on Twitter, at JD11PC, or Muppet Hub there, at Muppet Hub. 
And you can also send me an email at me, M-E, at MuppetHub.com. And I don't know why you wouldn't be subscribed to this podcast already, but if you're not, then search out Apple Podcasts, the app on your phone, and search for Muppet Hub in Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you listen to will be in there. And that's where you can subscribe to the Muppet Hub feed and get this show, the Muppet Madness Tournament episodes, and all the other great stuff being produced uh, almost exclusively by J.D. Hansel, with the exception of this show. I'm producing this one, but J.D. puts out some amazing work if you're a Muppet fan. You must follow along with what he does. You're really going to love his stuff. And uh, Guys, I just want you to know, this is not how Steve normally treats me. He's not normally this nice to me. So if you're finding this a little bit, you know a little bit too sappy, a little bit too nice for your tastes, you'll love the Steve Swanson on Muppet oh, Fans Talking. I'm I'm cutting him such a big break right he now, guys. You, so have, you don't even know. You have no idea. He it's great. He makes my life a living. How about we move right along, Steve? And I love doing it. So come back here next week. Just check out the feed. Keep it at Muppet Tournament and MuppetHub.com. And uh, next episode, we're going to run down the winners and losers from this round. Set up the board for round two voting. Get you guys voting on those characters and make our predictions for round two. JD, did I leave anything else out? Well, Steve, it actually just so happens that you did forget something. What a surprise. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, no. Maybe let, I intentionally me, forgot this. Let me, let me reel in my ribbing since this isn't that All kind right. of a, a show. And just mention the hashtag that we've got going around on Twitter right now. So this week and this week only for the first round of the Muppet Madness Tournament, we would like you guys to make some predictions as well. Specifically, we want to know right now who you think is going to be the winner of the whole 2018 Muppet Madness Tournament. I know that's a lot to ask of you, but if you have an idea of who it is, maybe you think we're wrong about this whole Cookie Monster thing, well, then you can tweet your prediction to us. That's at Muppets2018, right? Right. At Muppets2018. Uh, with the hashtag Muppet Madness Champion telling us which character you think it is who's going to win this tournament. And who knows? Maybe you'll prove Steve and I wrong. Maybe you'll all be wrong. We don't know. But we'll we find know. out. Only play time game. will tell. That's why you play the game. That's why we play the game. I was about to say every year, but it's not every year. <laughs> but it's this year. It's 2018. It's and it's the 2018 year. Muppet Madness Tournament. So, uh, for... Muppet Hub and the Muppet Madness Tournament, I am Steve Swanson. And for MuppetHub.com and the Muppet Madness Tournament, I am not Steve Swanson. I'm J.D. Hansel. All right, folks. Hey, have a lot of fun. We'll see you right back here next week. <laughs>